Thank you for your patience this morning, man. How are you? I'm great. How are you? How was your workout? It's good. Just a little bike ride outside, 45 minutes. It was like 46 minutes, but just 45 minutes. Blasting some little bit of cardio, get a sweat on in the morning. I always have to work out before I like sit down for like a reading session or a podcast or anything like that because I'm like very hyperactive. I'll move around too much. So I got to work out first so that I can sit. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. How are you today? How's your morning? Buddy, I, I woke up breathing and was able to, you know, take in air in my lungs. So my my day is phenomenal. I love that, dude. I used to, when I worked in a gym before, I, there was this one guy who was like, dude, he was like in his probably 70s, maybe early 80s. And he had, um, dude, first off, he had stomach cancer. Hmm. And and second off, he, he took a fall and broke his femur. Mm. and uh it it took like uh i don't know what if it took too long to get it repaired or what it was but he ended up getting an infection in the bone marrow because the bone was oh. split mm. so this guy was hurting bad right and he's in uh we were like a few blocks away from rural columbian hospital in new west, in new so west like, yeah. we were like a 10 minute drive north of there and um he would come in every single day and I'd be like, how you doing today, sir? And he'd say, well, I woke up on the right side of the ground today. So we're here. And he would come to the gym every single day. And that was the only thing he, he's like, if I can come here and move and see people smile, like that's the only highlight of his day. Yeah. Well, I would even, I would even say that it added quality or, uh, I would maybe even quality to his life, you know, cause he's going through these hits and when he can come into a gym and have people smiling and doing stuff, it, it's, it's an injection of hope and you gotta have injections of hope every day. Absolutely, so. man. How, how do you find that? Like, do you, do you ever have days where you just wake up and you feel worthless and you feel directionless or how, how do you find that in your life? Well, I don't, I don't have as many, uh, where I wake up directionless or, or without any purpose, or I don't wake up days where I'm like, I wish I didn't wake up. I'm thankful. I don't have those days anymore. Um, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll circle back to that in a second. However, I do have days where I'm like, what in the big Newton am I doing, man? Like what, what is, you know, and because I've been really thankful that because I've, I've dealt with all those dark days where you're comparing yourself to others and you're like, well, so-and-so did this and so-and-so's done that and I'm not doing anything. I'm useless. Because of where I'm at now, when those moments start to come in, I'm able to resist them, uh, call them as they are, which is bullshit, right? Like that's just a lie. Um, and I think that if anybody's getting up where they wake up in the morning, they're like, why am I alive or whatever? Just this is where gratitude really is 
if you can live in gratitude, you'll never have bad days. The hard part is believing in gratitude. When I talk to somebody, especially somebody younger, I'm like, look, man, just be happy that you're alive. Well, the the key component to being young is taking everything for granted. Yeah. So so it isn't until you reach either you reach a stage in life and age or you've been hit by life hard enough where you're like, okay, I'm 25. I've lost a leg or or I've had significant loss in my life or whatever. You've had trials and tribulations that only then at a young age are you able to usually they're looking at everybody else and be like, look, you should probably shut your pie hole and be happy with what you have. Not with what what you have, but with all the gifts that you have. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, do you, uh, like I, you know, I, in my life, I've noticed that I kind of flip flop between the two and I, I've, I rarely have middle ground. I don't know if that's like a normal thing or an abnormal thing, but like, it's like, uh, I'm always like either like, yeah, I'm worthless or I just wake up feeling like an abundance of, you know, I think I can give something to somebody special today. Like, I think I can do something that will make the world a better place. Like there's those days where I just feel like I can contribute to the world. And, uh, I just feel like it's always the extremes. Like it's always like zero or 100. And no matter which extreme I'm at, I detest the other side. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like when I'm feeling down in the dumps and then someone's like super like, dude, you have so much to be grateful for. You have so much like, like, look at what God's provided for you. And then I'm just like fixated. Like you're yeah, just giving them the finger. Like, yeah. Like I'm, no I'm like, and then the opposite is so true as well. Like when I'm at like a hundred percent and I'm like, so like I, the, the world is like vivid in color and I'm just like feeling good and I'm feeling like I can offer something to the world and i hear someone being negative and i think the same thing that you think like what you just said like it's like dude shut your mouth like what are you even being negative for right now and it's like this constant judgment of the opposite side of how i feel do you do you ever feel that well and i'm glad that you brought that up with the extremes because both my ex-wives actually any woman that's been in a relationship with me in my lifetime will say that marcus is uh, black or white, and and he needs some gray. And if anything I've gotten in the last few years is, um, you know, when a pendulum swings to extremes, uh, it's not good either way. And that there is nothing wrong with being in the gray and being in the middle. Now, the, the problem with being in the middle is people assume that you're not going to swing to one direction or the other. So if you're in the middle and you're swinging more towards those depressive moments, well, if you're starting in the gray, you cannot swing fully. You just won't. You won't swing fully one direction or the other. And so being in the middle and then rotating in between is a phenomenal way to, to live your life. Extremes of anything are never healthy, ever. I don't. And this is going to catch some flack because there's people who are like, well, I never succeeded in my life unless I went 150%. True. To get to a certain place you're going to need especially in a competitive market yes i understand that get it got it good however living your life living a life in this world that we're in right now live in the live in the gray and sit there and take your good moments 
and take your bad moments. And I'm going to say this, it was part of a thing that's really been heavy on me is, you know, love people where they're at. Love people where they're at, at this moment. Now, if I say that and people are like, yeah, man, yeah, I, yeah, I should love people where I'm at. Okay, now good. Now turn the mirror and flip it the other way around. Love you where you're at. Because if I love myself self where I'm at, good or bad, happy or sad, you know, mad or glad, that's about as much poetry as I'm going to get. Uh, <laughs> if I can love myself where I'm at, then I can love someone else where they're at. And loving someone where they're at is your first amount of grace. And if you can show yourself grace and show them grace, those extremes are less impactful. And, and look, there's something to be said for overly you know above the top tony robbins kicking in the doors i'm mr positivity i fucking love those and then right okay and now you've alienated yourself from about 90 percent of the population and you're not going to be heard or 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 understood from people who are being around you as as well as negative ones if you're a negative point of sale you know piece of shenanigans then nobody's going to want to be around you either however if you can just gravitate in the middle and be like okay personally keep i'm just bear with me i'm going to shut up in a second is if i'm around somebody who's just everything is negative right everything it, the wall is white yeah but it's an ugly fucking white hold on okay you are really in a bad place right now man and you are in some pain and i get it and I get it. And you got to get through that pain. I just want you to know that you don't have to always be in that pain. Just shine a little bit of light. Now, will it be rejected? You're damn right it's going to be rejected because anybody that that's that is that angry and that dark and that visceral in their, their rage, me coming by with my little Tinkerbell smile and, hey, how are you? Man, I'm going to get slapped. But if I accept them for where they are and be like, look, brother, sister, I get it. I get it. And, and, you know, you try to circle in the waters a little bit and they're just too choppy and they're they're just in a bad place. You got to step away and be like, all right, cool. Listen, I'm, I'm here for you. Somebody overly, overly, like over the top, be like, cool, man. I'm glad to see that you are so positive and radiant. Tell me two things that you really like about your life. Because there's a lot of people who fake it. They'll fake their positivity. Man, I'm so happy to be alive. Why are you happy to be alive? Because I've got $20 million in the bank. So you're happy because of the money that you got? Yes, because money is king. All right, well, uh, we can see where that's going, right? So that that middle ground and, and really just comes down to loving people where they're at. And not even loving, like I say love, people are like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not loving anybody. Respect where somebody's at, right? Yeah, yeah. You said a few interesting things, man. It was, uh, you, you, you were talking about... Um, Loving, like, so, so you said you got to love someone where they're at, and and you said before I'm that, you have to... I'm suggesting that you love someone where they're yeah, at, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't well, got to do anything. Well, well, I, I kind of I agree with you, I agree with you. So, I'm saying it's probably like you got to do it, but um, but before that, you said, uh, before you can do that, you got to love yourself where you're at, mm -hmm. and um, I know that in my life. And I don't know if anyone else kind of feels like this or you felt like this, but it's like, I kind of, um, I, you know, maybe I don't, I'm trying to think of a way to word this right now, but, uh, just give me a second. It's like, uh, I struggle more with loving 
my past self than I do with loving my current self. Like there's kind of like a, a guilt or a shame or mm -hmm. that's always been kind of the common theme of a lot of mental suffering in my life is like kind of just like wishing like, you know, like I said, like it's kind of like a guilt or shame about my past. And I've found it difficult to um, not come to terms with where I'm at today, but just kind of like when I look at some of the defects that I have in, in my characteristics, I think, I think like, it's like my past self, like it's, it's kind of like, uh, like a vibration from an impact that happened before. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like, it's like, kind of like, uh, difficult. And I guess this is a long winded way of saying it, but it's like kind of just difficult to, to love my past self. Well, okay. And you know, the, when we look at, at our past selves, there's very few people who look at their past selves and are like, I really like that person. Now we get, we will find people who are like, I had a happier time in my life this happens a lot of times when people are older, you know, they were, they say they were happier in college, right? That they live in the glory years because their whole life was, they were a star athlete or they had the best life or they were whatever they claim to that part of their life. And they're like, that was my better part. And now I'm a miserable SOB. And we're just reversing it for people who had, you know, past where they weren't happy and that now they're doing better at the, again, at that, that extreme of, what, what I would suggest to people who have shame and guilt and, and regret in your past is to look at it honestly and say, what am I learning from that? Because there is nothing negative that has happened in your life at all, nothing that you cannot look at. And the Lord will sit there and show you, look, moron Marcus, look, look at this that happened. And, and again, I have to, and I have to, I don't like to dive too deep on this because it eats up a lot of time, but, you know, I said this to somebody today, triggers, okay? Triggers. When you think of that word and you think of some person screaming in the camera and there's a negative association with the word, whereas if you look at triggers as a blessing, I am thankful for triggers because it shows me through the Lord gets to show me, Marcus, you still need to work on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll watch something. I think there was something to do with a child being, um, molested. And I thought, oh, well, I'm, I can watch this cause I'm in God come to terms with all the stuff that's happened in my past. I'm good with it. I talk about it all the time. And all of a sudden my heart started being a little faster. Anger started coming in a little bit. I started to rage a little bit at the moment. And I was like, Wow. And that's when, the, you know, I got I got this from a woman named Jackie Perry. She's one I stole this from, and she does a way better explanation of it. But I was able to sit there because of her, her saying that. It was in my head. I watched this. I was like, okay, so I really do still need to work on this. And by me looking in the past and being able to work on it and work through it and have the Lord heal the, the cancerous stuff that's inside of it, I'm now able to talk to someone else about it with with just a little clearer uh vision people look at our past we look at our past with regret and i do man i think about times in my like i'll give you a perfect example that just popped up a while ago my ex-girlfriend and her son who i love as my own had to pick me up at a 22nd street station or maybe it was near new west 
I was pa- I was passed out. I was I was passed out. They drove and found me there. I don't know how they found me. The Lord sat there, and my son had to watch me get in the car. I'm dirty. I'm I'm just hammered. And he'd seen me like that many, many times. Now, when I think about that, I have shame and I have guilt and I have anger. That being said, when I'm around somebody who is going through it and they hate themselves for what they've done, I'm able to sit there and be like, A, authentically, I understand. B, what? Do you want to be that person ever again? No. Can you use that pain and regret and shame and all the negatives to just talk somebody through a dark moment? Can you, Mark? Can you take that the the stuff that you really have that's in the dark that you don't that you have shame and regret for? Would you be able to sit there and talk somebody off the ledge? And when I say that, I use it metaphorically, off the ledge of losing it. Would you be able to? Yeah, 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 100%. You can't have shame, or not you can't, but then how about we lose the shame and guilt and regret and say, well, thank you for that awesome opportunity to assist somebody that can, uh, I can be a bright light to somebody about something in that darkness. You know, Lionsgate Bridge, how many people jump off that thing a year, man? There's, There's no stats. They can't even possibly get the number. Now, if you walked by and you saw somebody and they were about to, you know, a person who's never been dark would either walk by them, right? They're they're like, I'm not dealing with this shit. Or they would do something foolish, like gra- try to grab them or something, as opposed to just being like, look, before you jump, first of all, I know what you're going through. Just give me five seconds. I just want to hear why you're jumping. Give me a good reason. Well, because whatever, whatever. I was going to make a joke and there's no funny this because whatever serious to somebody may be a joke to me, but it's serious to them. Okay, well, cool. Okay, wow. Can you tell me a little bit more? More and more and more. Get a little closer. Hey, before you jump, why don't you just come over here? Give me a hug. Whatever. I don't even know. I'm just spitballing. I couldn't, I can't pretend like I would say the words I would only know at that moment. But I could only talk to that person because I have been on that bridge. I know the Lionsgate Bridge. I know the Burrard Street Bridge. I know right. a bunch of bridges that'll sit there. And you know what? It'd be real easy. Just all, woohoo. Mm-hmm. We have regret and shame because of our past, yet we can't see that it's a beautiful opportunity to be a teaching tool to teach us to help someone else in the dark, and maybe they can be a bright light for someone. Yeah, one hundred percent. I that um, dude, that hits so close to home with me. I um, dude, thank you for that. You're an amazing human being. I'll just, I take compliments like a punch in the face. So I'll just say thank you. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. You're a very humble man. I, um, it's, uh, yeah, dude, I just want to say thank you for sharing that story. I, it's, a, it's a good reminder to hear that, um, you know, other people have, uh, you know, felt those same feelings of just like, fuck, how it's like, this is just so brutal. And I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I was doing that. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I let that person that I love see me in such a way. Mm -hmm. And, and then, uh, it's, it's, uh, very humanizing to know that other people feel that and then can become people like you, man. Like it's, uh, it's very inspiring for me, man. I appreciate you a lot. 
Well, good. And and I want to, and because as you were saying it, it just sparked the, this thought that, you know, the negative insurgency in life, like for those of those of you that don't have any faith and you're like, there is no God. Okay. But there is a negative, you can speak negatively, you can think negatively. So everybody will be on the same page. So my negativity has a name, Satan. And he's sitting over there with his little popcorn smiling, being like, uh-huh. You remember when you did that thing? Nobody will ever accept you for doing that thing. And at some point in time, this is why I say, and I say it to Christians as well, we may be forgiven, but there's got to be self-forgiveness. Are you, and the big question is, are you the same person at this moment, this second right now, as you were at that moment that you did the thing, whatever the thing is? If the answer is yes, I am the same person, then stop what you're doing. I honestly had a little vanilla ice in my head for a second. Sorry, I am so old. Uh, <laughs> All right, stop. <laughs> collaborating, listen, oh my goodness. Okay, so circle back, Marcus. Um, but stop for a second and say, do you want to keep being that way? Obviously, you don't because you have guilt and shame. If you didn't have guilt and shame, you wouldn't want to change because you don't think there's anything wrong with you. But if you do think that there's something wrong, then make the effort to to make the change. Now, chances are, there's chances are you are not the same person. So if you're not the same person, when you look back and I'm looking over at a wall and I'm like, that Marcus that did those horrific things, because mine has, I got, I got, I got a few. When I look at the one that really steps out in my head, I am not the same Marcus that I was at that moment. And, 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 and shame on me for bringing that guy into now when he has made such efforts to grow and alter and change. And the Lord's been able to work on me. But let's just keep it. You know, I don't want to lose people because as soon as I start talking about the Lord, people kind of, oh, I'm tuning out, man. So just remember, if you were an asshole back then and you're not an asshole now, well, then be thankful that you're not. And look at the progression. And you know what? Yes. Pat yourself on the back and be like, you know what? I am not the same piece of crap I was before. Excellent. Now, how do I get better? And that's, you know, peeling it layers and all that kind of crap. But when we can forgive ourselves for that moment, which is really just showing grace, if we can show ourselves grace for that time period that we were not so nice. And this, a lot of this, I go do this with parents, right? We've all, you know, there's parents who are like, I can't believe I was this to my kid or whatever. Take a breath. You're not the same person. Have you ever noticed that grandparents, you know, do you have, do you have grandparents? Uh, yeah, I have one grandma. Okay. And is it your mom or your dad's? It's my mom's mom. Okay. So I'll bet you if you walked up to your mom and was like, Hey, was grandma like this when she was your mom? And your mom would be like, no, no, she was not. <laughs> Many times grandparents who don't act the same way as they did as parents, because that's a second bite at the apple. That's my second opportunity to, to, to make amends for all those mistakes. Now, you know, I'm again, extremes, right? Extremes is garbage. But if you can sit there and be like the ideally go to your kids and say, listen, I was a shitty parent. I didn't know any better. I know better now. So I'd like the opportunity to assist you in the raising of my grandchild and make and not really make amends because, you know, the past is the past. But to change the outcome of whatever generational curse that you sat there and are passing on, just cut it and be like, you know what? I'm going to be that grandfather. I'm going to be the grandfather to your child. 
because I wasn't the father that I was to you. And help me as you, as you parent, help me be the best grandfather, grandmother, or whatever, aunt, uncle, whatever. Let me be the best one I can be and, and ask for help. That's the biggest thing. I don't even know where all that came from. But at the end of the day, we need to ask for help. Lose your pride. Pride and ego is garbage. That is shit. Get rid of it and ask for help. Yeah, man. I dude, it's crazy how accurate that is when I think about because uh I like I said, I just have one grandma now, but obviously I've had other grandparents in my life. Um mm-hmm. they're just not with us anymore. But mm-hmm. um it's crazy how I think of that. Like there's uh it's it's really common, I guess, for grandparents to treat you. And then you sometimes you even hear your parents be like, yo, they never spoke to me like that. Mm-hmm. They never they never mm-hmm. treated me like that. Like my uh yeah, it's so crazy. And it could just be like economically, like, you know, when your grandparents were kids or, or young and raising your parents, you know, they probably weren't in the same financial situation. I know like all my grandparents were like struggling to come here from from other countries. And so like, it's like, there were times where like my grandpa would be like, all right, I'm going to go to Canada and you guys stay here and I'm going to find a job and establish myself and then you'll come back. Like there was, you know, where he's probably not emotionally present for for my mom's family you know like he's probably not the greatest dad but like he's like literally working himself like to the bone just provide like hey our country sucks and we just got bombed by other countries like maybe we should just go somewhere else and then he said he's like on blind faith just sacrifices everything and like i'm gonna go to another country i'll get you and then like the whole time you know the rest of the family's like this guy's never around he's not even on the same continent as us like he doesn't care how we feel he doesn't provide us food or and then you know when we're kids he's around he's giving us gifts and it's like It's yeah. just completely different circumstances, but our own perception allows us to, I was, I was thinking about this earlier when you were talking about kind of, uh, I can't remember exactly how you worded it, but, um, and, and you said you want to stay away from using words like God and, and the devil, but I, I don't want to, I just don't want your viewers to be like, to, right. Oh my goodness. Beating me over the head with the Bible. My faith, you know, my faith. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Strong, and I believe in the Lord Jesus, and I believe that I wouldn't have like if anybody's getting anything out of this, they're like, "Wow, man, Marcus is kind of like how he's saying." Well, it's not me speaking those words. Yeah, right. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm speaking the truth because, and before I got on this thing, I said, "Lord, think through my mind and speak through my vocal cords." All of you, none of me. You speak my words. Now, I'm not trying to, to downplay it, but I don't want to also lose anybody because they're church hurt or their their parents were shitty with their religion and their laws and so i want to speak the word of god i want to sit there and grab people by the throat and be like listen there's hope there's hope all you got to do is just say look i i I need help right i can't do this alone i tried right so sorry i totally i totally cut you off on that and so I'm gonna I'm rejecting that when I said I don't want to say so much about God. I, I I'm I'm taking that. I think back. I, yeah, no, I think I worded it wrong. I think you were more elegant with it just by by saying you don't want to push people away. But I think uh, I think we're safe with that. I don't I don't think we're at any risk of that. I think uh, a lot of people that I would listen either believe 
and they believe in God, they're Christians, or they're, they're another faith, or at the very least, I'm sure they could pull out the same like metaphors and think, oh, I don't yeah. believe in a God, but I can see how this concept works. Yeah. I trust and at that. the end of the day, people have positive and negative thoughts. Like that's the bottom line. Like no matter what your belief system is, everybody knows there's positive, there's negative, there's good, there's bad, there's right and wrong. Everybody has it. Yeah. Well, you were saying I, was, I jumped all over you. No, no, no. I was, I was going to say, I think I brought this book up last time when we spoke about it, but it, it's such an important book to me. The outwitting the devil. I think mm-hmm. I spoke yep. about that Holy last Lord. time, but um, ever since I read that book, man, I realized that the devil is the greatest propagandist. And what I mean by that is like, you can see it in our media now today from little insignificant events like some like parent teacher conference in like another country and another state, another province, you people you never meet. And it's like a super insignificant event yet. We'll like yell at our family members over it. Mm -hmm. And, and then there's all the other like super significant events, obviously Mm -hmm. like going on in the world. There's too many to even talk about right now, but I'm sure that we all have the common ones on our mind. And it's like, no matter what, uh, whether it's a real crisis or a fake made up crisis or or a real mm-hmm. crisis that someone else has made, like there, there's going to be somebody that's going to spin it in a way to oh, yeah. to, to draw an emotional response from us. Yes. And 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 the exact same way that the propaganda worked in World War Two and World War One and, and now mm-hmm. to this day, mm-hmm. like all of that, like that's human made. Yeah, the devil course. is the ultimate propagandist because he can get inside here and he can see yeah. everything you can see. He can feel everything you can feel, and then yeah. just spin it in a way where no matter what, if you're willing to listen to him, you're just gonna see the world and view the world and feel the world in this like it's like you've got like a different lens over your eyes. And, well, and different... and, you know, and, yeah, and the whole and we need to make sure that, you know, first of all, I, I'm, I'm only going to speak for me. I am in this world. I'm not of this world. Now, does the enemy have uh, power over me? No, he can sit there. He can distract me. He can. Uh, the biggest one is suggestion, suggestion into my ears or into my thoughts. He cannot go into my heart. So before anybody starts being like, the devil's in me, you know, he has no power. Okay. We give him the power. Mm-hmm. He is under us. All our division on this planet, all of our social media distractions, all of our media distractions, depends on where, where you get your information, they're suggestions to cause a riff between us. Now, we have had this riff forever. Coke, Pepsi, Big Mac Whopper. Uh, uh, black and white. Debbie uh, or Ford. It, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. There's always going to be division because people feel that they got to pick one. Look at the amount of people that fight for, about a fucking Chevy or a Ford or, you know, like, <laughs> those are garbage cars. Okay, hold on a second. Now, here's something to think about. Are you thankful and grateful you got a car? Oh, yeah, shut up. Um, I like Big Macs. I like I like Whoppers. Hold on a second. You can afford a Big Mac or a Whopper? Huh. Maybe you should shut up now. So 
whenever somebody's going in and using a division, especially when it comes to race or color, I'm going to say the same thing over and over again. Everybody bleeds shit and cries the same. You're not special. You are no different than anybody else. So instead of looking at our differences, why don't we look at our similarities? And that's that whole black, that's where, honestly, that's where that, that, that extreme, the extreme is the enemy's playground. I love those extremes, he says, because you know what? That means you're emotionally all over the place. You know where Jesus is? Right in the middle. He's like, listen, I got you. Okay, you go too far over to that direction. I got you. I'm grabbing you by your britches and I'm pulling you back in. Give me a big old gaunch wedgie. Do you know Canadians are the only ones who use gaunch? You might not even know what gaunch is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, or if I'm swinging that too far over, Jesus over here saying, no, 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 I got you, I got you, I got you. Because we're just children. I had a, cons- a conversation with somebody not an hour ago about the fact that no matter whether you're 80 or 8, we all act like little children. And God's over there like, oh, <laughs> Here we go. All right. Time for you to need a little bit of a, a little bit of a reminder of where where you are in the food chain and why you are you are the blessing that you are. Even and this is a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow is I need to forgive my enemies. Do you know how hard that is? Oh, yeah. Do you know how difficult that is for me to sit there and say, hey, if my enemy comes to me and says, I welcome Jesus as my Lord and Savior, then you know what? I say, okay. And that is that is a really hard pill for me to sit there and say aloud. Not that I don't believe it, but that immediately I start to sit there and be like, well, they don't really mean it. Well, how do I know they didn't mean it? People probably thought they didn't. I didn't mean it when I gave my life to Christ. Because we're judgy. We're human beings are judgy little bastards. Okay. We're just little kids who are judgy and we need to stop that judgment because you know what our shit stinks the same as anybody else's because we all bleed shit and cry the same way so stop being judgy stop being all these things and remember that everybody show uh, grace man again grace show somebody some grace and if they are lying about whatever they're lying about well who am i man that's between you and god he'll sort that shit out we keep sticking our nose in business that's not ours is that God's job? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is God going to use me on this? Maybe. Is he? Nope, he's not. Okay, get stepping. Anyways, I just went off on the deep end on that one. I don't even know where that came from, brother. Sorry. No, no, I love it, man. It uh, first off reminded me of the song uh, by Outcast, The uh, mm-hmm. Roses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The lyrics yeah. of that song, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, dude, I, 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 I really, uh, I like where you're going with that because it, it, uh, first off, it just puts into perspective of just like uh, one thing that I've, it was a revolutionary like uh, epiphany for me is realizing that it's not my duty to judge, it's not, it's not me who gets to judge, and uh, it maybe that sounds very simple to a lot of people, especially if you've been in faith for a long time. But it's really only been a couple of years that I've been diving into my own faith, mm-hmm. and one that was one of the biggest epiphanies is like, you know, I um I don't have any right to judge people, but I also don't have the responsibility. Like it's a big burden to to have to judge everybody and judge yourself and judge every and when I heard, you know, that, that, uh, 
lesson, I guess, and started to understand it. It's it's kind of like a weight taken off your shoulders of like, Should be, you know, yeah. I don't I don't have to understand everybody. I don't have to judge everybody. I don't have to judge myself. Like there's someone else who's going to do that. And, and yeah. so like my job is very simple when, when you cut out all that, that uh, responsibility and burden of judging, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, now I just have to operate the best I can. Like, I don't yeah. have to worry about how other people are operating. I just have to no. lead by example. And I pray that the freaking church, all churches on this earth will listen to this and start getting their heads out of their butts and and do that. Because the church, the big reason that we've lost a lot of people to to any faith is because the church and their judgy little selves and their poking, 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 don't do this. And, oh, you're bad for doing that. And the hypocrisy that goes with it. When you sit there, again, that same adage, I point a finger at you, I've got three more pointing back at me. Bottom line, before you sit there and start shitting on somebody, ask yourself a simple question. Do I live in a house that is perfect and with no holes in it whatsoever? The answer is going to be no. You're a flawed, imperfect uh, man or woman, and you're not, you're not anything special. So stop judging everybody else on what they're not doing and instead look at what am I doing? Am I being the best version of me possible? Am I doing what what God wants me to do? I don't know what God wants me to do. Well, I'll tell you what he wants you to do. He wants you to be a good human being. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. I don't love myself. I hate myself. Well, shit, there you go. There's your first mission. Find the things about you that are good. Get rid of the things about you that you don't like, that are toxic, that are negative, that are shitty. Get rid of those, whether that's a person, place, or a thing. Get rid of it and start to sit there and love yourself. And, and Lord above, go and find the people that you do care about and tell them that you care about them. There's nothing worse than being on a deathbed and seeing it. I, I wish I could have, would have, should have, didn't. Fuck that. You have the power within you with technology being the way it is. Go, you know, you see those messages I send. I don't want Mark to ever sit there and think for a second, does Marcus actually care about me? Well, shit, he sends me messages. When I'm gone, I'm not going to be here for, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. I don't want anybody that I know to ever think, well, I don't know how Marcus felt about me. I want them to know. I want them to sit there and be like, well, I know one thing. The water's wet, the sky is blue, and Marcus sure did like me. Yeah. I love that. And that's within our control. There's very few things that are within our control, but that's one of them. Go and tell the people that you love that you love them. Trust me, they want to hear it. And if they reject it, if they're like, well, fuck you, then it's not about you, brothers and sisters. It's about them. And you can only plant seeds the best you can. Yeah. Dude, I love that. Every every time you talk, there's like four other things that you say where I'm like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I uh you you just just like, keep me focused, man. You just gotta you gotta rein me in sometimes because you know no, I go all over the place. Dude, I love it. I the the way that you speak is the way that my brain functions. So that's why it's it's it, I love connecting with you, man, because um our it's like our brains work the same way of just like here's an idea let's see where that goes yeah. here's an yeah. idea let's well, see where that goes. i'm sure for people that are listening though and i have to apologize if you've been if i went on a, a, a train of thought and you're like i'm digging this and then i went 
hard right. And you're like, well, where the heck is he going? I apologize in advance. Just understand that I speak as I'm speaking. There's stuff that comes out and it's not from me. Mm-hmm. No, right? no, I love it, Ben. So that's, I, I think that's important that, that you and, and your listeners understand that if all of a sudden I went off on a tangent, it's not me, man. It, it wasn't me. <laughs> No, I, I, I love it. I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything negative about it, man. I, I love it and appreciate it. That's one of the reasons I love talking to you because, uh, I, I do the same things and I feel sometimes self-conscious where I I'm like, this person probably thinks I'm a lunatic. Like they probably huh. think I'm, I'm all over the place and I am. So, well, and but, I mean, and if they do and they haven't said anything, well, that's on them then they should sit yeah. there and they should say something. Hey, you're. Because that, you know, communication really is, if we look at communication, communication is I communicate to you, you listen, you don't wait for your opportunity to talk, right? And that's unfortunately when we're speaking, we're waiting for our opportunity to jump in. It's not that. Listen to somebody. And if at the end of it, if like, let's say I'm talking to me, I'm talking to Marcus, man, you went on, you were... You were on it for a second there. And and the worst part is, is when they're like, do you know what you just said? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I've got people right now that are going to be like, how'd the podcast go? I think it went okay. Like, what'd you say? I haven't a clue. I don't remember anything that I say, ever. If I, oh, sorry, if I remember it, I know that's from me. Mm-hmm. If I don't remember it, then I know it came from the Lord. That's funny, man. Every every time I finish recording, I uh I get out of my office here. I walk outside, and my girlfriend usually goes like, "Hey, how was the podcast? How was everything?" And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, it went pretty good." She's like, "Hey, what'd you guys talk about?" And I'm like, uh, "I don't know. I'll let you know when I go back and listen to it." Like I, because yeah. when I'm recording, when mm-hmm. I'm like speaking to somebody, it's it's so different than when I listen back to it. Like when I'm here, there's so many times when I listen back to myself and I think like, oh, why did I like respond to this thing they said when they said something super cool? I could have gone down this avenue and I could have done this. And right. I'm listening back and it's uh it's so different because of what you just said. When I'm in the conversation there's so many times where I don't know what to say because I was literally just listening. I'm just sitting Mm -hmm. there listening. Mm -hmm. And when I listen back to it and I hear what you're saying, I hear what I'm saying, I'm thinking about, Oh, I should have been thinking this. Mm -hmm. I should have been thinking Mm -hmm. about my next response. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, this could have gone so much better if I had just like pre-planned. And then Mm -hmm. every single time I just come back to the idea of like, no, but I also just love talking like I love to just like be in a conversation. Like the moment I had earlier, man, it, it it was literally the first time I've been in a podcast episode where I was almost brought to tears because I was just listening to what you said mm-hmm. and it, it, it ignited a, a like an emotion inside of me that I guess I haven't connected to in a while. And mm-hmm. And it was just hearing you say it was like it was like uh i felt like i was watching you say it to my younger self yeah and it was so beautiful and i was just watching and then after you stopped talking i was like i don't know what to say so i just said thanks like that's all i knew what to say it was just like hey thanks like i my brain was blank because i was just listening and and like it was uh it was really weird it was like uh 
it was cool, man. So again, thanks. I get, <laughs> I don't know what Good. to say. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Appreciate, appreciate you speaking through me on that. I, I love it, man. I love you. I love your energy. I love you as a person. I love you, man. You're, you're such a great person. man. And, um, what, um, before I, I don't want to let you go yet, but I just feel like, um, <laughs> I just, I tell, I love, I love talking to you, man. What, uh, what, um, what kinds of things are you getting up to this weekend? Like what's, uh, what's been up with you, man? Um, I don't really have much going on next week. I'm, I'm going to Utah for a couple of days to teach, uh, some women's self-defense courses. Then I'm going back to Arizona, uh, which was supposed to be a vacation, but it's working. It's turning into, uh, you know, I've got some, some small men's groups that I'm going to be chit-chatting with, um, December. I've got a shooting course that I'm going to in Oklahoma, go to California for three or four days again to teach some women's groups. Uh, you know, my, my life is, is kind of all over the place. I, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I just kind of, I'll, I'll plant seeds. Sometimes I water seeds. A lot of these things that are happening are from seeds that were planted a long time ago or, like California is because of it's the sister of a guy that I'm going to work with in Utah. Right. So uh, I've got some books that are being, uh, I've got some friends that are helping me writing some books and, you know, I, I'm just, I am living. I'm, I am working diligently to just live the life on the path that God has for me. I say it every single day, Lord, just let me walk down the path you've already set out. If possible, I'd love to not have any detours. Unless that detour is going to get me closer to that path, then it's not a detour because it's part of your path. I, I don't want any more detours. I have, I've done enough detours. I know about detours, man. They're, you know, uh, you know, I made a post and it's funny social media, right? Like I, I laugh at the stuff that I don't think is going to get any likes or whatever bullshit numbers. They end up going, uh, you know, crazy. But the things I think, oh, man, the world's going to love this. I get nothing. And what's been big is this yielding heart. I want to yield my heart because a yield, yield sign is pause, allow traffic to go and then move forward. Well, I'm yielding my heart to God. God goes first and I follow God's lead. And for those listening where you're like, I feel lost, man. I am lost. I have no direction. I have no, I am literally like a hamster spinning its wheels or worse, two hamsters going in two different directions and the wheels are spinning all over the place. And then the hamsters like this, um, I'm going to say this, take a breath huge breath and just say, help me. Just say, help me, help me. Now I would love for you to sit there and say, Lord, help me. I would love for you to say, God, help me. I would love for you to say, Jesus, help me, but just say, help me and open your heart to whatever's going to happen. Because most of the time we choke ourselves from moving forward. We stop ourselves. Well, maybe, maybe I should go and, and give this, this a shot. 
And then that, no, you can't do this. Remember when you tried that before and you failed a million times? You suck at doing that. Don't do that. That's stupid. Don't don't do a podcast because everybody's got podcasts. Don't don't write a book. There's a million books on them. Don't don't sit there and help somebody across the street. They'll probably tell you to fuck off. I'm telling you right now to anybody who's listening. Ask for help. And walk in a direction. And if it doesn't feel good, not the not feel good in your head, but in your heart doesn't feel good, then go a different direction. The only time that we can't go forward in a direction, forward progress, progress, is when we're dead. So give it a shot. And whether if you're 50 listening to this or you're 20 or you're 15 or you're 92, if you can take a breath and hear me on this, really hear me on this. You took a breath, you're still alive. If you're still alive, you can go and do something. In this day and age, there's nothing that's impossible. Nothing. With technology being the way that it is, there's nothing impossible. So don't allow the enemy, the negative insurgency to whisper in your ear, you can't do that. You're too fat. You're too slow. You're too, you're too, you're too. Fuck off. You're not welcome here. Kick rocks, as my good friend Brolix sits there, and she's like, the enemy can kick rocks. Kick rocks, beat it. Don't let negative insurgency stop you from doing something that you think that you might want to do. And failing, I'm going to just end on this real quick, or I'm going to stop my talking anyways, is failing is not a bad thing. Failing is a good thing. We want to fail. If I fail at 10 things and I try the 11th thing, I don't fail at that. Well, I know for sure that that 11th thing is what I'm supposed to do. Failing is great. Oh, my goodness. If my schooling, if I had grown up and somebody had had the balls to sit there and be like, Marcus, D's, E's, and F's are not that you're retarded. D's, E's, and F's are not that you're a loser. D's, E's, and F's are not that you're stupid. D's, E's, and F's know that this is where that doesn't work, Marcus. Now keep trying again and go over this way and go over this way and go over this way. And I don't I don't hate or show... Uh, I, I don't hate the teachers I had as a kid. They didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. Just like the teachers now don't know any better. Now they're there. It's worse for a teacher now than it was back then. Oh, yeah. So if you're listening to this and you, you think you suck at something and you've tried it and you did suck at it, well then move on to something else. And now I'm done. No, no, I, I love that, man. I, um, it, it reminds me of something that I've been thinking about a lot recently, especially like uh, growing up throughout my like teens and early 20s. I, man, I had just. I wouldn't say the worst cars, but like, for example, my first car was like a, it was given to me for free, a blown mm-hmm. clutch, blown like everything was like I had to redo everything except for the okay. engine block and the tranny. Like, yeah. like we're talking starter had to be redone, alternator, clutch, flywheel, everything. Did you know how to do all those things? Oh, hell no, dude. It was okay. YouTube University and I'm blessed to have a mechanically inclined father. So it was Beautiful. like, he, that. He, he was, he basically said to me, he's like, if you buy the parts, I'll show you how to put them in. Beautiful. And, and so like, uh, the reason I bring this up is like, I was, I, I've been thinking about this concept a lot recently. I, uh how those negative emotions those negative uh feelings those those negative times in our lives are like engine lights or like service lights 
Mm-hmm. And I think back to uh, my grandpa's car. It was like this old uh, Grand Marquis. You, you know, those mm-hmm. uh, Mercury's oh, like yeah. the big yeah. boats, like super mm-hmm. wide cars. And mm-hmm. uh, I, when I was like 18, I drove his car when he passed away. And uh, there was a fucking there was a piece of a black electric tape over part of the dash where the engine light was because like, <laughs> he didn't want to see it <laughs> yeah yeah he couldn't get the he couldn't get the light to go away and he was like yeah. i just don't want to see this i want to mm-hmm. pretend it's not there yeah and i think about that concept so often of how we try and just uh you know we get a pain whether it's a physical pain or an emotional mm-hmm. pain or a spiritual longing for more mm-hmm. and we think i don't want to see that I don't want yeah. that in my brain. I'm going to cover mm-hmm. that up. I'm going to yeah. push it away. I'm going to look somewhere else mm-hmm. instead of investigating like, you know, why is this here? You know, is this yeah. a problem that I can solve? If not, like, do I need to ask for help? Is there yeah. someone else that can help me with this? Yeah. And like you and I like, uh, and, and a lot like, uh, it's, it's difficult if you don't know who to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, it's uh sometimes we get confused on uh what we can do by ourselves and what we need assistance with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's just a concept that's been in my head recently of like uh you know you got to know when to call your mechanic you got to know (laughs) it's it's a it's a weird metaphor but it's just something that's been like in my head recently of like this uh this idea of like you know, do you want to cover up that service light or do you want to mm-hmm. like do the service? Do you want to do like the actual maintenance to get yeah. rid of it? Yeah. You know, just as you were talking about your new, your first car, it just, I started getting, again, I don't know. I don't know you. I don't know your relationship with your father. I don't know any of that stuff. However, I will say the fact that, you had this piece of shit. And 95 Suzuki sidekick. It was teal. Oh, I, yeah, I can I can picture the box <laughs> right now. Now, the fact that you had this car and you worked on it so much and that, that your old man was like, look, get the parts. I'll show you how to do. And you had YouTube and the, the sweat equity that you put into this vehicle. Did you appreciate the car? Oh, yeah, man. Okay, so, and so I want people to listen to this real quick, that that my man sits there, he gets a gift, and it's a shitty gift, at least to anybody who was watching, it'd be like, that's a shitty gift. I thought at the time. Right? You think, it's a shitty gift, and then with that shitty gift, you get to have memories of you and your dad working on something together, positive or negative, it doesn't matter, still time that you got together, you got to learn how to sit there and fix things in your car. This car became went from a piece of shit to something that you appreciated. You got help from your father. He he guided you and helped you with what you're doing. Well, when we look at our our walks, we get pieces of shit. That's us human beings. We're flawed. Okay, we're broken. flawed and yeah, broken, broken and shitty. And we ask for help from our father and he says, okay, I'm going to give you these. I'm going to help you with it. You still got to put in the work. You still got to do all the things, but I'm going to get you to, to do what you need to do. And then you end up with this Suzuki sidekick. that's pretty rocking. And you have an appreciation 
for that sidekick, that you that vehicle, which is us. We have an appreciation for it, and we couldn't have done it without help from our father. I love that, man. No, I, man, you're the one. You're the one who told the story. It just that's what what came to my mind, and so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I think as well. Like it was like kind of one of the. I want to first off appreciate how beautiful that metaphor was, especially the last thing you said of like we we couldn't have done it without our father. I that is. No. Dude. And 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 remember, I grew up with no father. Mm-hmm. My dad died when I was three. My mom raised me by herself. I've been raised by women my entire life. Father's Day was a day that I hated Father's Day. I hated it as a kid. As a parent, I hated it because I, my kids, all of my kids, with the exception of Logan, which is my biological, there was still this, well, they're not really my kids. They're not my blood. And just I, this, the ignorance that I had back then. And I figured now that I have a father and my father's been with me my entire life. Never once did my father leave me ever. All the times I should have been dead, all the times that I sh- I thought I was going to kill myself, all the times that I had all these things. My father was there the whole time, guiding me, edging me, smacking me on the butt when he needed to, giving me talents, giving me skills. My father never left me. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, that father metaphor is great, but I'm a fucking, I don't have a father. You do. And if you do have an earthly father, your earthly father was guided from your heavenly father. And you just got to double up. Many times our uncles end up being the father. And the the bottom line is, is that the Lord will sit there and use anybody they can to, to help us on this path. And if you were one of the few that, you grew up in a in child foster system, or you really did do it on your own. You were never alone, ever. You were never alone. You're still here. You're still breathing. You're still able to hear this. Believe me, you still have a purpose. The Lord is here for you. I love that, man. I love that. And and I, I love it a lot because one of the things I was thinking about during my workout today is um, everybody that I love in my life, everybody that I hold dear, um, my parents, like you know, uh, every mentor I've had, everybody that I look up to that inspires me is because they have qualities that I'm thankful for in the Lord. Yep. like the 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 um the the discipline, the 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 compassion, the love, the patience, the every quality that I've written down in my journal that I wish to embody that I look up to other people that they have it and I think I want this is always a quality of, of the Lord and mm-hmm. I I think that when we like you just said like when we recognize that those qualities are present all the time mm-hmm. it's just who do you like uh, because we have such a difficult time conceptualizing what God is we 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 forget like we 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 humanize those things and we we, and and we and we portray them in other people and it's like almost like a form of idolatry of like if i had this this person that loved me that cared for me that that had patience for me that understood my emotions that cared about how i feel if i just Mm -hmm. had that like mm. everyone's got their own version of that, whether it's not mm. having a father, not having a mother, not having a boyfriend, not having a wife or a husband or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's like, 
where it's because we're humanizing those qualities and it's mm-hmm. like no they, you already have somebody that has all of that yeah like, it's, it's, true. It's, it's very true it's such um it is a slap in the face because you you kind of think like oh i'm longing for this thing and i already have it yeah yeah but that's the human being we're never happy like if i only lost 20 pounds if i only lo- had twenty thousand dollars in bank if my car was only better if if as soon as you put if before something already you're and again that's comparison right if i if i had this i'd be happy if i did this i'd be happy the truth is is you need to find your happiness within and the true happiness from within is is living in gratitude for what you have it's not if i had lost 20 pounds well I'm I'm alive right now. Yeah, I got a little bit of Dunlap's disease. Well, I should probably do something about that. Well, if if you want to do something about it, you'll do it. But being happy with who you are inside, you'll be less likely to uh, be that person. Says if I had, it's it's all bullshit. If I had, is just the enemy whispering in your ear. You're not happy with what you got because you don't appreciate what you got. Well, look at what look at what Mark has. He's got that Suzuki sidekick. You don't got no sidekick. You got a fucking bicycle. It reminds me of a cartoon where there's a cartoon that shows one person uh, driving next to another person and saying, I wish I had that car. And then the person in that car that said, I wish I had that car. Bear with me for a second. It's a visual is next to a guy with a bike. And the guy on the bike says, I wish I had that guy's car. And the guy on the bike is next to the guy walking on the street. And the guy on the street's looking at the guy on the bike and says, I wish I could, I could ride that bike. And the guy walking on the street, you look up and there's a kid in a wheelchair saying, I wish I could walk. Everybody says, if I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, fuck off, enjoy what you have, appreciate what you have, because what you have is a gift, make the most of the gift that you have, because it is a gift, it was given to you, you didn't earn it, just be thankful for what you have, and aspire to do the best you can with what you have. Yeah, yeah, it's a, that's a very, uh, it's a very, like, uh, stoic way of looking at it as well, that's like, uh, it reminds me of, um, meditations marcus aurelius he talks about uh you know what you have like don't put value in what you have because you could lose it it can be taken from you just as easily as it was given to you and Mm -hmm. your past self would probably be envious of what you have now Mm -hmm. and there's probably other people looking at you the same way that you look at people that are envious of you like the exact thing that you just said is uh it just sparks. That's one of the, again, another one of the most important books in my life. And, and just reminds me of that, man. Yeah. I, uh, and I love, and I, you know, and I don't want to, I, I got, man, I got a plethora of people who live a stoic lifestyle and they, and they do it. And, and they're oh, And the answer them to them is always, Hey, Marcus, what do you think of this? I'm like, look, cool. I look at the Lord. I am nothing. I am nothing. I can only do things through Christ. You are reaching and going and 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 as human beings, it is it, that's the gift of being a human being, man. You can go and you want to go and say that this kumquat is the the reason why you have the best life. Then right on, man. Go and eat that. Whatever, cool. But no matter what, scrape all of it away, and it's going to come down to how you look at yourself inside. And, and look at yourself inside. Take a hard look. Find the things that you truly need to work on. 
and work on those things. And if reading Marcus's Aurelius's meditations or fucking Chinese restaurant menu, and you're like, wow, and find you find your inspiration, whatever, look at it and look hard at yourself and make yourself the best version of you. Me, I'm I, I am flawed. I am imperfect, and I'm thankful that God shows me the grace and patience and mercy that he does because I don't deserve it. And that's why it's a gift. And so whenever somebody's like, Marcus, well, I really like how you are. Man, it ain't me. It ain't me because it was on me. Believe me, you wouldn't like what I had to say. I love that, man. Yeah. I I agree with you. I um, It's... it's uh... It's so easy to uh, attribute the good qualities, the good conversations. Like when you say the right thing and someone's like, wow, you really helped that person out earlier today. And it's so easy to attribute that to like yourself and be like, wow, yeah. I am pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have like I told I said, you how awesome I think I am? Oh, yeah. dude, like I said, like like uh, it's it's very natural for me to just be like, I am great. And then the next day I'll just be like, I'm zero. I'm nothing. I am zero percent and uh we need to get rid of that yeah yeah yeah, we need to get rid of it because you're not doing yourself justice by swinging oh yeah right yeah and 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 you're not you're not loving yourself so just i just want mark to love himself and believe me your girlfriend your family the entire world god will smile if you would just start loving yourself yeah and loving yourself during the shitty times it's more important that. than loving yourself during the good times. I appreciate that, man. It's uh again, dude. I think um yeah, I don't know. I I was gonna ask you earlier, I don't want to eat up too much more of your time, but I was just gonna ask you if you think that that's just uh the journey of, of like being becoming a man, of just like kind of figuring things like that out, or like if we all struggle with that, or if you know I think I mean? we all struggle with it. I don't. I understand that that men are lost right now. I do. I talk to a lot of men's groups. I understand they don't know what being a man is. Women don't know what being a woman is, and nobody knows what the fuck they are anymore. And here's the bottom line: if you understand that you are not your past, that you are flawed, but that you're beautiful, and that. Being like being a man, like what is being a man? Well, if I put three men, me and two other men, and we say, okay, what are your attributes? What do you bring to the table? And that person brings, mechan- I'm going to use, like, let's say, because are you pretty mechanically minded with cars? You're pretty good with them? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good. With okay, them. good. Just don't, I don't need any extras. Just yes or no. Yes. Okay. So I got my man, Mark here. Okay. Mark's here and he's pretty good with cars. And I got another guy over here who's like this survivalist guy, man. He can take us into Antarctica and he can come back with, he'd make his own sweaters. And then Mark, Marcus, who can, you know, he's a pretty emotional guy and can, yeah, he's got some cool skills that he can teach people how to kick some ass. And so which one of us is a man? Cause I can't, well, Mark, the, the the mechanic guy I'm useful as tits on a bowl I can't I can't do none of that so that makes me less of a man because I can't do what Marcus well I can't do what buddy over here does you put me in the wilderness I'm fucked I am I am man I'm barely light a fire I'll kill six people to sit there and get their clothes so I'm I'm useless when it comes to that so I'm not a man that way 
or maybe uh, I am a man because I can I can throw a beating on people. My point to this is when we put being a man in a box, it's unfair because it's it's an insult to God's creations on the fact that he created all these different versions of us as saying that only a man is this or only a man is that. Well, I'm, I hate to break it to the people who are listening, but being a man is being the best version of a human being you can be. And if you're a man, then be the best version of that man being whatever that is. Whatever your attributes, whatever the gifts God gave you, use them, make the best of it. And that's and that's being a good human being is hard enough on this planet. Then all of a sudden now I got to not just be a good human being, but I got to be a good man human being or I got to be a good woman human being. Be a good human being that happens to have whatever chromosomes you have. Just be a good human being and take those gifts and be the best you can with those gifts while constantly asking for help how to be that version of you that you're supposed to be. Wow, man. That that might be the uh, biggest takeaway from this conversation I have because it's so... Uh... It's so easy, and I know that I I know for sure this is one that other people struggle with because I get messages about this all the time. But it's so easy to be like, "All right, I'm a young man, so I have to be a good leader. I have to have everybody like me. I have to be able to motivate other people. I have to be able to kick some ass. I should, should probably be jacked. I should probably be able to fix everything with my hands. Yeah. Be able to shoot guns. I should be able to yeah. fix cars. I should be like it's like there's this." I should be and I can cook a, a six-course meal, and yeah. I'm the best lover ever, and women love me because of how I listen all the time, and my female side is balanced out with my masculine side. Whatever, man. And it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. It, it's, it is, man. And it's so crazy to just like have all of these weights on our shoulders, all these burdens of like you while you're while you have to go out and make as much money as you possibly can and provide for your family and make them never have to worry about bills. You also have to be like emotionally available and there mm -hmm. somehow as well. So with these 24 hours, like good mm -hmm. luck trying to find a, a time for yourself. Cause it's like, if you're not working and you're not also there for your family and you're mm -hmm. not jacked and you're not doing all these things, you're worthless. Like it's so easy yeah. to feel that pressure and, and just crumble yeah. under it. And but where, where are you getting that information from? Like this is this is something that everyone needs to get their heads out of their asses. Where are you getting your information from? Well, I'm getting it from the internet. I'm getting it from the news. I'm getting it from my fucking like stupid neighbor who's fucking useless as tits on a bull. hasn't worked in fifty years and he's telling me how to be a man. Like look at where you're getting the information from. Vet it. Look at it. How much of this is bullshit? Does it really apply? Anytime somebody says. To be something you need to, you must. Anytime you hear that, again, that fucking pendulum, 100%. I don't got to do this to be this, okay? The only thing I I get to do, I don't got to, I get to do is be alive. Today, I was blessed with being alive. And while I'm alive, I'm going to investigate this. I'm going to investigate that. I'm going to see what really fits. You know, people ask me why I'm single, Right? Why I'm single? Why don't I date? Well, you know what? Because when I when I go and I, the woman that I will be with next, that will be my wife. There's no, I don't need to stack my body count anymore. And it doesn't make me a man to go and have threesomes, foursomes, sixsomes, eightsomes. And all the bullshit we're told. 
love, love my neighbor as I love myself. And as I love myself, I need to find out who the fuck I am. And that is the journey. That is the blessing of being alive. You get to find out who you are and to try to do it without being comparison or me comparison myself to everybody else and not to sit there and get a whole bunch of information to rightly divide. Is that bullshit? Is that true? Who do I look at? Look at this person. Wow. They're really, they're really successful. Whatever the fuck success is, because what success is for you isn't success for me. Because on comparison, again, pendulums like this whole conversation is going to circle back to one thing. Find you. First of all, be be grateful you're alive. Find the, the light that's inside of you in that darkness because everyone's in their darkness. Try to be happy that you're alive. If you can do that, first of all, doing that is a miracle. And. I'm kind of okay with being alive. At least I'm alive. What can I do to try to make my light a little bit bigger? And try and fail. Try and fail. Try and fail. Fail, 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 fail. Keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And then you'll get your moment. And then you'll take your takeaway like, holy shit. Wow, I really was supposed to work at Build-A-Bear for my entire life. And I love it. And I, I, I love joy in Build-A-Bears. I don't know if we have those in Canada or not. but Yeah, 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 we do. Okay. All right. I think there's one at Metro Town. There we go. Metro Town. There is one in Metro Town. At least there was 20 years ago. So if I'm if I'm a manager of Build a Bear and I'm happier than a pig and shit and I'm adding quality to somebody's life, who's to tell me that I'm not doing it? If it is what I am and from Build a Bear, being a manager of Build a Bear, I spawn off onto some other things. Listen, watch vet who you who's telling you things and please. Please, people, I know this is going to be on the Internet. I know you're getting this from the Internet. And uh, we are so addicted. Okay, Lord, just. Approval addiction is the worst addiction we have on this planet. I am guilty of it. I work diligently to not be, have it, but approval addiction. And we have it with the social media. And it's it's it it is the. Devil's playground. The only one that I care that I should give a shit about opinions is God's. Everybody else don't matter. And if you can get to a place where you only want God's God's opinion and only God's opinion, and you don't care about other people's opinion, believe me, whatever your age is, you have reached a point of growth that is unmistakably Mount Everest. Approval addiction is a real thing, man. And just, and, and, and I work, and before anybody's like, well, what about you, Marcus? I am, I am guilty of it and flawed on it. And I work diligently to try not to have approval addiction and to care what everybody's thinking about what, don't read the fucking comments. That is the, the, the number one thing that successful quotation people tell me every single time, Marcus, post something and then leave it alone. Don't look at the, don't even read the comments. Don't. And I and and it's the best advice ever. Don't read the comments. Don't. Well, how am I supposed to engage with my? You're not. It's social media. It's fake. It doesn't real. It's not real. Yeah. No. I I 100 align with that man. I um. I took it. Yeah, I took it upon myself, like a, over just a little bit over a year ago, to to adopt the what I what I and I didn't come up with this. I think it was Joe Rogan that I heard it on, where he's like the post and ghost like it's yes. just like post your stuff 
And then other than people that are like messaging me, whether it's like a close friend of mine or like someone reaching out for help or they just want to talk and whatever mm -hmm. it is, I I'm all ears. But like I have all my notifications off on my phone. Mm -hmm. If you need me, yeah. you can call me or text me and, and even yeah. text messages, as you know, I. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll reply to this tomorrow morning. Like I I'm focused right now. So like, mm -hmm. really, really the only way you can urgently get a hold of me is like, call myself. And other yeah. than that, yeah. like I, I don't go on social media to interact. Like I just go to post my stuff, share yeah. my, my bit of light and positivity that I can and, mm -hmm. and hope that it's falls on mm -hmm. receiving ears. Like that's all mm -hmm. I can possibly yeah. do. And yeah. it's, um, yeah, one of the things I was thinking about earlier, I I couldn't, uh, I I could I didn't remember to say it, but you were you were talking about uh, just like the judgment of ourselves and the judgment of others, and it just reminded me of like the uh, to, you know, take the log out of your own eye before worrying yeah. about the sliver in your brother's, and and yeah. it's like straight uh, up facts. Yep, let it go. It's yeah, it's it's powerful, man. I I gotta say thank you so much, dude, for this conversation. As you can see, that window I opened earlier, I got the sun shining in on me now. I love it. You That's brought the cute. sun to me, man. You um, I'm really thankful for you, man. And I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I just um, I uh, I really want to thank you for those couple things that you spoke about. Like that, I like I said, the biggest takeaway for me was was just kind of talking about the uh, the expectation that we have of like as a man or as a woman or mm -hmm. as a mm -hmm. as a whatever box I fit into, I have to fit all this criteria, and yeah. it's like we're making that criteria up. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's so powerful, man. So I gotta say thank you for but, that because that was a huge. Place. That was that was the biggest one for me, man. I know when I listen back, I'll be like, "Oh, I should have talked about that thing," but yeah. that was the one thing that that really touched my heart, man. Good, good. Then, then, then the the conversation was a success then. Oh, dude, it was a success because you made me laugh within the first couple <laughs> minutes, dude. I, that, I woke up this morning and I was like, I I have a. I have a fuck you energy about me today. And I, I had to go out for a little bike ride. And then after the bike ride, I feel like exercising. I always take like any of my anger or my mm -hmm. angst or anything like that is when I'm exercising and processing those emotions and things, mm -hmm. I, I get into almost like a melancholy feeling after of mm -hmm. like, oh, this is actually probably sadness or insecurity or whatever mm -hmm. it could be. Yeah. And then... um. So that was kind of almost not the energy I was bringing into this in the beginning. But once you made me laugh, I was like, all right, we're cooking with gas now. Like, I'm back. Yeah. Once you put a smile on my face, I was like, oh, I'm back in action now. So yeah. uh, thank you, man. Good. I appreciate you. Good. Well, I love you. And I think you're awesome. I'm proud of you. I think you're kicking ass and taking names. Hell yeah, man. You as well, brother. I would I just hearing about uh what you got planned in the next couple of months i'm like man i gotta up my game like that's so sick dude like that is so cool. wow now again i'm just bear with me and this is gonna seem like a slap it's not you don't have to up your game because whatever you're doing you're gonna do don't compare don't compare me with you because what you're doing all the stuff you got going on is fantastic it really is. And everything, everything seems sexy when you look across. 
right? Like, again, what's that? Grass is always greener because we never water our own grass, right? We're always wanting to bang the other guy's girlfriend, but we're not sitting there looking at the girl that we have that stuck it out with us and nurturing that and loving her or whatever, whatever the analogy you want to be. Mark, you're kicking ass. You're doing fantastic. And you were able to take a negative moment, acknowledge it, go do some working out or whatever, and 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 turn your frown upside down. There's hundreds of thousands of people who I'm praying will will hear something about a guy. What their biggest takeaway should be, not my words, but the fact that Mark sat there and was not feeling it this morning. And knew that if you went and did this, in this case, it was a bike ride or a workout or whatever. But no, if you did that, that dopamine was enough to sit there and alter the lie of negativity that was going on in his head. That should be the takeaway that people get. That yeah. you, regular dude, just like me and anybody else, changed the lie that was being whispered in his ear. And I'm proud of you, man. The enemy can kick rocks because he ain't got no power over my boy Mark. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> protecting yeah, him yeah man so. thank you and and yeah I'm, I'm sorry i if i brought like a little bit of negative energy or you anything. didn't ask just, you didn't bring shit except you brought you brought a, a, a blessing of god by having me have a chit chat no 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 you didn't bring nothing and he i'm telling you you know what this is mark whole lot of these that's what this is <laughs> no no you don't need to be stating you don't need to be sorry for nothing kicked ass took name and it was a great chat i loved it beautiful man me as well well i appreciate you man and i i, I suck at goodbyes but i'll let you go because it's not goodbye it's I'll, I'll talk to you later <laughs> all right yeah i will probably right. text you quite a bit today but i uh, right, love you brother thank you very I much you and i love everybody else that's listening to this um much love and peace out god bless love you all bye